honestly. Ted Cruz. That dinosaur. That old dinosaur. <laughs> you old blind <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. And here we are. I Again. bet you thought you'd, you'd seen, seen The Last, last of us. us. You thought we were going to pop in and do one episode and then peace out for another month or And I don't two. know why you would get that impression. I don't know why we're you would ever think that. We're constantly on the ball. We are so consistent in our upload schedule. Routine, routine, routine. And we've always said that. We've always said that. It's we're, the most important thing. It is. To us personally. To us. Mm-hmm. But we're here. We're here. As we should be. As we were always going to be. As we promised to as be. As we always have been. And always will be. Wow. Until death do us part. Amen. Amen. Peace be, be with you. Also with you. We lift our hearts to we the Lord. Lift, we lift them up. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Blasphemy. Aw. Ain't that nice. Aw. Ain't he cute? <laughs> Ain't he cute? Ain't he cute? No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, how are you? I'm so sleepy. So sleepy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is someone playing the bagpipes? <laughs> what was that? Okay, <laughs> wait, like brief interlude. I'm, I'm so, someone heard me say I'm sleepy. They're like, don't mind me. <laughs> Let me hit the bagpipes. Oh my god. It was really hot in my apartment because I had the oven on, so I was like, let me open the window for a little while and get some cool air in. And I was like, I'll leave the one in my bedroom open. But that was a mistake because the noise, the ambient noise of downtown Toronto. Just filling the space. Just out to play tonight. Oh, um, wow. But you're tired. It's I'm... time for our yearly rant about daylight I was going to say, it's not an episode mm. in November. If we're not complaining. If we're not complaining. Period. period. But specifically about daylight savings. And it won't, it won't end here. Uh-uh. No, no. No, no. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh, but I'm very sleepy because my dog doesn't get it. Because dogs don't get it. No. <laughs> Nor should they. Nor should they. We shouldn't get no. it. So he's waking me up. Just when he started waking me up at like a time that I was like, okay, that's still a little early, but I'll take it. He had learned. He had learned. We had a routine again, routine, routine, routine. Routine, routine, routine. If we've said um, it once, we've said it a thousand times. And we will. Um, but now he's like, so by that time you mean an hour earlier? Yeah. And I go, sure, I guess. I guess. Like, well, and you're like, yes, sweetie. <laughs> no, it is. That meme is just me and Squid. Yeah. Squiddy. Squid, yes, okay, Squiddy. Squid. <laughs> um, and then he's just, he 
is awake yeah. <laughs> and I'm not mm-hmm. and I'm trying to sleep on the couch mm-hmm. and he's like mm, mind if I run around and chew things and I'm like yeah actually I do like, I do kind of mind I do kind of mind but then eventually he does go and lay down somewhere that's and good. that's all that I'm really yeah. holding on to is that I will get to sleep for like maybe 20 minutes more and that's important mm, you know 20, mi- 20 minutes <laughs> minutes can make so much of a it difference can. it can and I've said that and I need that mm-hmm. but today it's getting me today my eyes just want to go and yeah. stay closed I, yeah, I f- agree with that statement. and it's just like a lot of screen time mm-hmm. and I don't want to be doing that but yeah. then I log off work and go oh this screen no but good, good screen, screen, bad screen bad screen yeah yeah and so my eyes they're just tired yeah, I find that the days I'm in the office, my eyes, it's so hard to keep them open because the fluorescent yeah. overhead lighting. Yeah. I forgot how unpleasant it is it's to be bad. in fluorescent overhead lighting. It just really if you wanna so I wanna soak them. Oh, I just wanna, I wanna take melon the scoop them out, out and just, just a melon put scoop them in a cooling like gel. A- you know in Charlie's mm. Angels where they put their like thumbprint in yes. that like, thing? Yes, I want to put my I eyeballs do that with my eyeballs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Always. I just think that would be nice. Also just like a power wash to the brain. Oh. Just like a... I think it would feel so good if somebody just like went massaged. in there and kind of like yeah. massaged my brain a yeah. little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, also, like, rinsed your bones, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like your bones need a good rinse? You know, I do. if I had a nickel for every time... I know. I thought my bones needed a good rinse. I know. How are you? <laughs> I'm also sleepy. Yeah. I second that. Um, I had a, got a cold last week, um, so I'm recovering from that. And the last few nights, my body has just decided to wake up at three in the morning and have a coughing fit. That's fun. <laughs> it's like clockwork. Yeah. Every morning at three. It's time. It's the witching hour. It's time. Time to cough. The ghosts are waking you up. They are. They're like getting in my they're throat tickling. and they're like. <laughs> um. So waking up at three in the morning and having a coughing fit. And it's like that annoying, like where you just get that tickle oh, in your throat. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what you like, you just have like, you just have to wait it out. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can yeah. do to get rid of it. Um, so that combined with the daylight savings of it all, again, I feel like today, like it really hit me and I'm like, I am running on fumes. Yeah. That's today is just like a, we're getting by. We're getting by. (laughs) We're doing our best. I think you can tell because like I, my hair is so greasy today and I tried to make it it fashion by doing a little slick back back. ponytail look. Um, that's when you know, because I... Could have showered last night, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Didn't have the energy. No. Certainly wasn't gonna get up and do it this morning. <laughs> that requires getting up early. That, that was not gonna happen. So we just committed to the greasy hair. That's great. Yeah, don't get too close to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay away. Like it's. Uh, she's seen better days, but you know, you try hard enough, you can make anything a look. And we have always we said that. Have always said that sort of content have you been consuming oh my god it's been like, a while i really did mean to like sit down and like backtrack yeah me too and figure out what i've consumed in the last few months since we last did a proper episode um i didn't do that though no no 
No, no, no. Don't no. for a second no. think I did. No, no, no. Just know that I meant to. Yeah. It was a thought, and the thought is what counts. It was fleeting. Um, didn't do that. So off the cuff, off the top of my head, the new season of The White Lotus has started. We're two episodes in at this point. It's set in Sicily this There's season. Aubrey Plaza there yet. Aubrey Plaza is there. So lovely. Being delightful. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is back. Um, and I mean, like, was her character needed this season? No. <laughs> but is it a delight to have her there? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, have you seen the video of her just saying Dolce? Yes. I'm, I can't stop doing that. I'm obsessed I with her. I just keep going, Dolce. Dolce. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Again, she's one of those people you could put her in any movie, oh, TV show, yeah. anything. She will make it better. So that's been great. Um, yeah, I love the White Lotus. The scenery this season is just like, mm, so gorgeous, so beautiful. I want to be there. I want, I to, want go to go to there. there. <laughs> I want to go to there. Who else is in this season? Oh, Michael Imperioli. Mmm. Uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Looking good as ever. Slay. He looks amazing. Love him. Um... Yes, yeah, so I've been watching that. Um, Big Mouth. Big Mouth. You and I were discussing this we off the were. pod. We were. That I also consumed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, weak season, Weak I season. Think. Yeah, not their strongest. No, and they, they've had so many really, really good ones mm-hmm. that maybe that's why it's just not... I mean, it's what? Six seasons yeah. at this point? You know, it... We've, it seen, wasn't, we've seen better from them. We've seen better. It wasn't a bad season. No, it was still funny. I like that Jeff Goldblum was in it. That was, he was that there. Was exciting. That was fun. Um, but yeah, it's like when you have like other seasons yeah. that are like 10 out of 10 across the board, when you have a season that's like not a 10 out of 10 across the board, it's noticeable. Yeah. Oh no. <coughs> she coughed. Oh um, I thought that like... Like, the Apple Watch thing. Mm. Like, that's something that I think in other seasons would have been throughout more episodes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like this season was so, like, one issue per episode. Yeah. And I feel like that's... I don't think that's what they did before. Maybe it is. But, like, it felt so, like, every plot point is one episode. For the most part, yeah. yeah. And I feel like maybe, like... <coughs> that's why it felt weaker. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, oh, we're just doing this today, <laughs> and then yeah. tomorrow will be something else. Yeah, it kind of felt like the things that I maybe would have enjoyed them expanding on, mm-hmm. they didn't spend very much time on. Like, I do think, like, the apple brooch thing could have been, like, yeah. funnier if, like, it had been, like, a longer gag, like, over two yeah. episodes. But then, like, the things that I really didn't care about and, like, didn't care for. The grandfather. The grandfather. I was like, why are you spending so much time on this? Sorry, I'm, like, having... <laughs> Take your time. Topic bit. The cold. It's out to get you. Mm-hmm. It's resurging. Coughing fits are the worst, though, because, like, you can't... You can't do anything. Mm-mm. You just have to... Ugh. You just have to let it happen. It's just... It's... My body's like, girl, shut up. No one wants to hear you talk this much. <laughs> I do. I'll fight your cough. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... It was still funny. I still laughed, and I still watched it all in, like, mm-hmm. a day. But... Yeah, no, like, there are definitely still parts that... I was, like, laughing out loud at, but it was, yeah. like, fewer and f- further between yeah. than in previous seasons. Yeah. Like, it was still baseline funny, but previous seasons is, like, I'm laughing out loud, like, to the point of tears. Yeah. And this season, it was just, like, less of that. Yeah. But, like, I was saying to you, off the pod, the vagina episode, yeah, 10 out of 10. Good. That was a standout. Yeah. I thought that, I was, like, that would have held up in any season, like, as being a great episode. Yeah. 
And again, like, they have these moments where I'm like, this is such a valuable show. Yes. For young people yes. to watch. <laughs> yes. They'll ask people of the internet, and it's actually the worst thing that anyone's No, ever I mean, seen. like, according and to the girlies on the internet. Yeah, it's child What? <laughs> Are you okay? Cartoons aren't real. Do you know that? I don't think they do. Do you know that? Cartoons voiced by adults aren't real children. Do you know that? I I don't think they got that. I memo. don't think they did. I thought that was a great episode. Like we were talking about again off the pod. Elijah, I thought was a yeah, great character a introduction. Character. I thought like them delving into the topic of like asexuality was yeah. really interesting. And there is something else this season that I was like, oh, that was actually like very thoughtfully done. Now I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, they have. Mm, wouldn't you like to know? I would. Well, that's a secret I'll never tell. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, compared to the other ones, it was... Mm. <laughs> it was, um, it was a little forgettable. Yeah. I was, again, off the pod, we, like, already had this discussion, <laughs> but... <laughs> that was my bad. Maybe I should have kept no, it. No, no, that's okay. It was rehearsal. It was. Um, we're warming up. We're just warming up. <laughs> Red leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. Um, like I watched the first two episodes on like Saturday or something and then I stopped, Yeah. which like with any of the previous seasons, no. I'm not stopping. No. Like I'm watching it all in one go. So like that was kind of telling. I was like, Ooh, I don't feel compelled to like binge this yeah. like immediately. Um, and so I, like I spread it out over a couple of days and it was, st- it was still good. It was still good. Yeah, it was still good. <laughs> um, I found myself. A lot like missing things and having to rewind, which yeah. is again something that doesn't usually happen with um, that show. But <coughs> it was still good. Still That's recommend. Still, still a great show. I give it like I, I'd give the season like a seven out of ten, yeah. which is still like a great a great rating. Yeah. It wasn't unwatchable by any means. It's and you know, a show that's been on for that long, there's bound to be a little a little bit of a, a, yeah. a dip in quality. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to push through. And too many musical numbers. Yeah, there's a lot. I was like, watching it, I was like, have there always been this many? No, I feel like there's always like one or two maybe. Yeah. But it was like every other episode. And it's like, I felt myself like really not caring about the yeah. musical numbers. And I was like, this isn't really adding anything. Like normally I enjoy them. Yeah, I normally love a musical like, number. Who doesn't? But this season, I was like, okay. Yeah. Can we just, like, get to the point? I was saying, again, off the point. <laughs> but it does delight me because Jason Mansukas hates musicals. And it's very fun to, like, I love know that. that he was forced into so many. So <laughs> many. Jay was involved in so many of them. Yeah. He really oh, was. I love Jay. Jay's a great character. He's so good. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. His Panera Magicians. Oh my god. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, um, Big Mouth, that was, you know, enjoyable. I know there have been other things. Yeah, it's just... It's um, gone. We went to go see Halloween Ends. We did. And that was our first movie-going... Oh, what an experience it movie was. Movie-theater-going experience since before the pandemic. The last movie that Zoe and I saw together in theaters before the pandemic was Cats. It was Cats. 
the live action. And I action think we single handedly started the pandemic. No, we were patient zero. The math, the math, mathed. It's we saw cats, and the next day the world ended. Yeah. Sorry. Our bad. We'll take we'll take full responsibility for that Our one. Our bad. Memories all alone in the moonlight. Um, but yeah, we saw Halloween ends. <laughs> that was a crazy movie going experience. Yeah. Um, what a way to get welcome back to the theaters. Oh, it was it was Theater. <laughs> it was really good because it was like. We got there, the like theater, the institution itself mm-hmm. was like quiet. Empty. There was no one there. Tumbleweeds. And we were walking up and then all of a sudden it was so loud because there was a group of teenage boys in the arcade mm-hmm. area and we were like, oh God, loud. They're so loud. <coughs> then we go in, there's like two couples mm-hmm. in various spots of the theater. Quiet, quiet, quiet theater. Quiet, quiet. We go to the back. We're in the same row as another couple. Mm-hmm. But there's like a like, good distance between yeah, us. Yeah, we spaced out. Yeah. Trailers begin. Mm-hmm. A group of teenage boys walk in, bouncing a basketball up the steps. And, and that's we when we knew. No. <laughs> no. And they sat beside me. Mm-hmm. Like two seats over. Yeah. Honestly, I think it might have been one seat. They were close. Yeah. It was like two seats if you were lucky. Yeah. And there was what? Like six of them? Oh, yeah. It was six like or seven. A gaggle of teenage yes. boys. Um. So loud right away. Mm-hmm. So strongly smelling of teenage boy. Teenage boy. Yeah. So like axe mm-hmm. covering up like bo. B-O. Yeah. Um, we're trying to watch the trailers. Mm-hmm. We, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I turn. Can I borrow a charger? No, I don't have a charger. Please, I'll give you snacks. I don't have a charger. Okay. Okay. Go back to watching trailers. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you want some Mike and Ikes? No, thank you. <laughs> so sweet of you to ask, small boy. But no, I'm okay. These two almost 30-year-old women beside you don't want to share snacks with you. No, I was like, oh, are you boys looking for a babysitter? No, I think like, they wanted mommies. Like, I was like, Mommy. do we give, like, maternal Mother? energy? Yeah, we did. Like, we'll sit next to these women and feel safe. Yeah, like, and borrow chargers from them. Also, like, not- where would they plug in the charger <laughs> did have one where would it go that has been plaguing where my mind since we went to the where would it theater. go also i don't know you i'm not gonna give you my belongings no like i don't and like your talkies or your mic and mics are not gonna <laughs> like, convince me otherwise no. um then the movie starts they're still talking the whole time oh full I, volume. excuse me excuse me is this the Michael Myers movie? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, son. Yes, son. <laughs> yes, baby, it is. <laughs> um, then just full conversations the whole time. Mm-hmm. Flash photography. Flash Getting photography. up, walking around. Mm-hmm. Throwing popcorn. Yep. Maybe Mike and Ike's. Throwing stuff. Yeah. Just chit-chatting Did the whole time. Did you say watching videos on their phone full volume? Oh, yes. Watching TikToks. Mm-hmm. Snapchatting. Yeah. Watching Snapchats. Yeah. Just really great stuff. Really ran the gamut of yeah. annoying things they yeah. could be doing. I guarantee that my face is in the background of like a bunch of Snapchats they oh, sent, and that's mortifying I'm to me. I'm horrified. Like, I'm sure you just took a picture of me sitting there, to be honest. No. Like, like I'm sure that There happened. was a lot of flash, and like, I kept like looking over, yeah. and... And they were so loud the whole time. Mm. Um, 
at one point a girl got up to go to the bathroom and they threw popcorn at her on the stairs and I was like, oh my god. But I was like, yes, she's going to talk to someone. Because yeah. I would have been that person. Like, I'm oh. never I'm never that person, but it was just, like, the most ridiculous thing I've ever witnessed in my life. It was, like, more than just people being kind of annoying in the movie. It was, yeah. like, they came out with the intent to just be, like, as disruptive to as be possible. meddlesome. Yeah. Because, like, I get it. Like, you go to, like, a horror movie especially... And, like, the audience is rowdy sometimes. Yeah. That's part of the fun it of is. going to see a scary movie is that, like, people get into it. And, like, I don't mind if there's a little bit of chatter, no, you know? Care. It's fun to, like, talk to your friend during yeah. a scary movie, you know? But, yeah, they just, they came out with the sole intention to be meddlesome yeah. and to cause problems on purpose. Yeah. And the girl came back. She didn't tell anyone. I think she just was going to the washroom. Yeah. Um, and I was like, no. But we were trapped by them. We couldn't to, get like, out of our row without going past Which them. is, like, I didn't want to involve myself in that in any sort no. of way. No, no, no. Um, but very close to the end of the movie, a man got up to go complain. And he stood up and they threw popcorn at him. And he turned around and just looked at them. And it was just, like, silence. Mm-hmm. And then he got a person and she came in and was like, this is a warning. And at that point, it was like, you should have just kicked them out. At that point, we were three quarters of the way yeah, through the film. like, you know, this isn't just like they started doing this. No, they've been at this since minute one. Yeah, but then they're like, oh, we'll be quiet, we'll be quiet. And she's like, okay. She left, but she didn't really leave. She just stood at the bottom, but mm-hmm. where they couldn't see her. And yeah. then they got up and were like taking flash photography and talking. She came up and was like, okay, you gotta go. And they're like, we weren't doing anything. She's like, I was literally standing down there. Like, I could hear you. And then they were like, oh, we'll split up, we'll split up, we'll split up. So... She dispersed them like she was a teacher. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it didn't work, shockingly. Shocking, yeah. They just climbed over seats to get to each other and then were standing up yeah. in front of the screen. Before, when they stood up, at least it wasn't blocking yeah, anything. Yeah, that's so true. Um, at one point, the woman beside us just yelled, Shut up! Yeah. And they were quiet for a second, and I was like, whoop, whoop. She was rough. She was rough. I was like, I think she might have stabbed them. No, she was She was a hard woman. No, she was, yeah, hard daddy. A hard daddy Soft for daddy, sure. hard daddy. No, she was hard mommy for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, like And I, her boyfriend wanted to kill them after. Like, I was yeah, no, for like, their lives. I do think if they had found them in the parking lot, oh, there would have been a rumble. What, <laughs> you're a jet. You're a jet all the way. Um, yeah, I think so. She had to, like, physically hold him back. And they're yeah. children. Yeah. They were children. He was an adult. But also, they did kind of deserve it. And you know what? I would have vouched for the adults. Oh. Mm-hmm. I said, didn't see anything. You know what? These children deserved it. <laughs> they did. They got what was they coming. They needed, like, a smack upside the head, I think. They had it coming. They had, had it coming. coming. They had it coming. But yes, they were spoken to three separate times and told to stop. They yeah. never did. Um, and they, by the end of the film, everybody else in the audience was heated, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, everyone was angry. <laughs> like, everyone the was, lights came up in the yeah. theater and people were ready to throw yeah, hands. Yeah, they were. I was like, oh, you have, like, no self-awareness because, like, you should have been scared. They you're thought children. it was funny. You thought it was funny, but you're, in a, ch- you're a child mm-hmm. in a room of adults that want you dead. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's not safe. And we just watched like a two hour movie yeah. to get some inspiration on yeah. how to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, those kids fucking sucked. He did. And <laughs> he agreed. Logan said that as she was leaving to the ticket taker and he was just like, he just nodded so like sad he and He gave solemn. the saddest nod of like, like solidarity. He was like, yeah, I know. 
Because they were, by the time we left the theater, the kids had gone back to the arcade and were causing more havoc yeah. um, in there. And they're just making so much noise. And I just, yeah. like, and like, then when damn, we were, they like, suck. When we were leaving, too, outside there was, like, a homeless man. And I, he was, like, in the middle. And I they were near him. And then he moved. So I'm like, were you harassing him, Probably. too? Like, God, they were so terrible. They were harassing everyone. They were terrible, but the movie was fun. The movie was fun. The movie was fun. A lot, a lot was confusing. Crazy romantic subplot. There was like a weird, yeah, an astral projection. Like I leaned over to him, like, okay, so did he astral project into that man? And like, I think think he he did. did. I think that was the plot. Like basically, like, sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, but like. There's a new Michael in town. We find out that, like, Michael Myers has just been, like, living in the sewers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess since, like, the last movie or whatever. And then there's, like, yeah, like, this new kid in town. (laughs) Who Logan was, like, he's Zoe Coden, which was upsetting but also true. I said he was Zoe Coden. And then the minute he became a bad guy, I turned to him and go, he's kind of (laughs) hot. between them where there's like <laughs> kiss you think maybe they're gonna kiss but there was like definitely like a transfer of energy yeah, <laughs> I felt the energy <laughs> he received something in his body energy <laughs> maybe we can call it energy <laughs> sure um but yeah and then there's like this like weird romantic subplot between like the new michael myers like his little protege and then jamie lee curtis's granddaughter, granddaughter. yeah my favorite part is where he gives her his leather jacket and then he's wearing it in the same scene. Uh, <laughs> just moments after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is traveling jacket. <laughs> I just leaned to look at her. I was like, is that his leather jacket? She goes, yeah, I'm like, the one he's wearing? Yeah. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, the same one. The, the one. very same. The very same. Oh, you um, thought it was a different leather jacket? Embarrassing. You dumb bitch. <laughs> you old blind bitch. It was good, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, um, they really demolished Michael at the end. Yeah. He got put through, like, a metal shredder. Yeah. I was also confused about, like, what time period oh, it was supposed to be. Yeah. It because, didn't like, seem of this time. No, because it was, like, it felt like it was supposed to be present day. Mm-hmm. But then it also felt like it was supposed to be, like, the 50s. But then it also <laughs> felt like the radio guy was, like, the 70s. Jeez. Loved him. It transcended. That was, a good, that was a good scene with the tongue. That was a good scene. I that It that. transcended time. It did. It did. Um, also, Kyle Richards. Kyle Richard? Is yes. it plural or no? We, all, we know her. We love yes, her. Yes, we love. And she was in the previous Halloween movie, too. And I, this whole time, had been thinking... That's so fucking bizarre that the Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills or whatever franchise she's on is in the Halloween movies, like these two Halloween movies. 
I just thought it was like a weird and wonderful yeah. thing that she was like, you know what, I'm gonna get back into acting. It's fine. Wasn't until I was watching the original Halloween around the holidays, <laughs> and I and I see her name come yeah. up, and I'm like, it has to be a different Kyle Richards. No. And so I look her up, and like, sure enough, she is in the original Halloween from like 1978 or whatever year it came out. She plays so one chillin'. of the kids that's being babysat by Jamie Lee Curtis's I friend. That. I love that. So like, she's been a part of this franchise since the beginning. Her whole life. Did I? Sorry, no, I didn't did the know rest that. of you know this? Because I told Zoe, fully expecting her to be like, yeah, yeah. you dumb bitch, how did you not know that? <laughs> Embarrassing. I should have played it off. You like should have. And I would have like been like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm mortified that I didn't know this. Did you guys know this? <laughs> Let us know if you knew. Is anybody else seeing this? <laughs> Do you see this right now? She's part of the lore. She is. From a child. From a child. So anyway, if you go back and watch the original Halloween, keep your eyes peeled for a young Kyle Richards. Adorable. Delightful. Um, is there any content other than what um, we've just talked about that you've been consuming? We watched Barbarian. Which we was very watched good. Barbarian. Um, my baby, my baby, you're my baby. Say it to me. <laughs> so true. Um, Be my baby. What else did we watch? Um, yeah, we were on like a real movie tear yeah. for a while. Um, we I watched Random of... Acts of Violence. <gasps> that was that was pretty good. Which was written, directed, and produced by my Your personal husband, husband Jay Baruchel. <laughs> If you look him up, it may say he's married to somebody else, but pay that no mind. That's a stage name. That's Logan's stage name. Yeah. Rebecca Joe Dunham. Barishel. Yeah, it's like fun because it's like Mormon, you know? <laughs> it's like no one would ever guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, I enjoyed that quite that a bit. I thought good. that was like a fun concept. Yeah. Um, what else did we watch? <coughs> we watched... Some shitty ones too. Yeah, I can't think. Um, let me check. I recently downloaded Letterboxd because. Oh my god, fun! Not to write reviews because that's not something <laughs> I'm good at, but just because I have like an obsession with like cataloging things. I don't know if you've noticed that about me, but I love to like I love to lists. categorize things. I love to make lists. I love to like. It's pleasing to me. I like to keep track of things. Um, oh, we watched Choose or Die. Okay, that was not good. <laughs> This is a Netflix movie that we watched. It's like a, what, like, techno horror or yeah. something. I don't know what the genre is. They try to pass it off as an American film. That, Nothing about it is and American. And that took us all the way out. Because I feel if they committed to it being British. Which, why they couldn't British they British people aren't real. They said, wish they were. Wish they were, but, love they're to meet not, but they're not. The entire cast was British. It was fully... Fully filmed in England. Nothing was American. No, like you too much patterned wallpaper. Oh my god, the wallpaper and too many like they're just like certain like apartment buildings that like it just you just know as soon as you said it. I went yeah, and then we looked and every single person was British. British because like the first guy you were like oh he looks familiar like you recognized him from something. And you looked him up, and you're like, oh, he's British. How interesting. Yeah. But he was, like, doing an American accent. And then, of course, one of the stars is Asa Butterfield. Yeah. Asa Butterfield. I don't know how to say his name. Who, of course, is famously British. Or famously. But doing an American accent. Trying. To his best ability. Trying to do we an American accent. No, we stand. Um, my favorite um, American accent was the drug dealer. Oh, Loved him. Oh, my God. Who he was like... 
I've seen I've seen West Side Story. Yeah. I yeah. know how Americans speak. No, that was like that was like You're gonna make a deal, kid. <laughs> it was literally like the only American film he had ever seen yeah. was West Side Story. Yeah. The only like subject he'd like the only was like a research he had done. <laughs> That was it. He had never met an American person. He had never seen any other piece of American media. He just saw West Side Story and he said, I'm good. I'm going to nail this. And nail it, he did. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, I feel like it was a fun concept, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um, Yeah, I think it was just, if they just committed to everyone being British and it being set in England, it would have been fine. It would have. I would have gotten it. I don't know why it was inexplicably trying to be passed off as American. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. We also watched, um, we'll have to talk about that in a second. It's not a horror movie, but it deserves to be spoken about. We watched, um, Shook. Which one was that? What's that? I think that was the Shudder one. When Mia, a social media star, becomes the target of an online terror campaign... She has to that solve was a the one in her house to prevent people she cares about from getting That murdered. was weird. I gave it one star. Yeah, that one was not good. It was not good. It was not good. And disappointing for Shudder because Shudder had some good. That the one that was about like the Airbnb. Airbnb. That, that was, was great. Really I really enjoyed that. Um the one with the like the Zoom ones. My stomach is growling. Slay. Um that one, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that one was good. I'm so familiar. I was like I was hoping for more. Yeah. And it was not good. It was very strange. It was disappointing. Another movie I watched that I just remembered because I saw it, um, Rosalyn, Rosaline, Rosalyn on Disney Plus. Caitlin Deaver's in it. Um, also, my boy Nico Haraga has uh, like a, a small part. Um, another boyfriend. Another boyfriend of mine. Still love him, um, even though he's been usurped by some others <laughs> recently, recently. But, you know, still love him. Um, it's like a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Rosalyn is. Um, Juliet's cousin and like it was like it was cute it was like enjoyable my mom had watched it first and I like knew it was coming out and I knew like Nico was in it and Caitlin Deaver was in it and so I was like I'll like watch it for sure my mom was like oh you'll really like it you'll really like it so good when I watched it I was like yeah it was cute it was fine (laughs) like I probably don't feel the need to like ever watch it again yeah like it was cute it was fine you know there were some good people in it Andy McDowell Bradley Whitford you know so like it was fun. I feel like something about what you said sparked another movie that mm-hmm. I watched, and now I, it's gone. Oh my god! But maybe it will come to me. Well, you know the days. other movie that I just saw on my list that we have to talk about because I don't think we've recorded since we watched it, The Broken Hearts Gallery. Oh my god! Now uh, that's, that's a boyfriend. Now that's a boyfriend. That's a boyfriend. And that was a ten out of ten movie. That was really good. I was very pleasantly surprised by how good. I was expecting to enjoy it because, mm. like, even like the worst rom com, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but it was like really, really good. Yeah, I remember like when it came out, like seeing a trailer for it or something. And I was like, oh, that looks so cute. I'll definitely have to watch yeah. that. And then I never did. No. And then, like, it, you know, came on streaming. It was, like, on Prime. It was on Netflix. And I'd see it and go, oh, yeah. I'll have to watch that at some point. And never just did. never did. And then <laughs> we all know what happened this past summer. 
things happen, people change. I got really into Stranger Things. I'm just rubbing my little evil hands together. Like a together. little fly. <laughs> Um, I got really into Stranger Things. Specifically, I got really into Dave Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that made me more willing to give this movie that he's in a you shot. You have to support your man. I have <laughs> to support my man. I will always ride for my always. man. You have to know that about me. So Zoe was over, like, this was before I went away, so like middle yeah. of September. And we're like, why don't we watch the Broken Hearts Gallery? And it was so good. And it was so good. It was delightful. Like, as rom-com connoisseurs yes listen to us trust our opinions watch it it's like a great rom-com also my sister watched it she said she really liked it but she thought that they didn't have chemistry and this is a nadia call out post okay nadia what because they had so much chemistry they had so much chemistry and like listen i love your sister (laughs) i would never say anything bad about her she's wrong but in this case, she's wrong. She's wrong, Nadia. And I cannot support her on this Nadia, one. Nadia, you're wrong. Nadia. You're wrong. Does she listen to the pod? I don't know. Like, sometimes I think she does. Mm. She definitely listened to the one on Fan Expo because she just brought that up. <laughs> she brought it's... up the painting that I did not mention to anyone. It is the wildest thing when somebody in, like, real life yeah. mentions something to you and you're like, I never yeah, told you that. Where did you find that out? Where'd you get that little tidbit <laughs> Where of information? Did you find that out? <laughs> um, but yeah, Broken Hearts Gallery. Great. Very, very good. Great film. Very, very good. Oh, I have a piece of content. A piece. Um, Shane Dawson <laughs> is back doing a video series on um, J-Star. Um, and I've been watching that because I need to mm-hmm. provide the content. Um, the second one was out yesterday, so I watched it today mm-hmm. at press time. Sure. Wednesday. Um, it's so funny because it's just the exact same thing as what happened last time mm-hmm. where it's like you're trying to like bring Jeffrey back like you're trying to be like see he's so chill and like not into drama he's <laughs> like just a yak farmer yeah, they're on his farm in this episode <coughs> at the just, yak ranch i'm just like i know i there has to be a palette coming from it because they're talking about a palette that they oh, yeah. had started to make before they were both canceled <laughs> for the and then they just like time. they just didn't put it out yeah. but now they're like talking about that and talking about what happened i'm like is the ending of this going to be like here it is. <laughs> it has to be. Because these two never link up no. unless they're promoting yeah. something. And I, it's going to happen. So. I'm like, I know that Jeffrey just announced, I happen to see this on Twitter, he has like a new collection coming out. Oh. So like, this is probably promo enough yeah. for that. But. This episode two, it was like Shane going to the Yak Ranch because he was like, Jeffrey just told me something. And I was like. I, do, I told him I think it's a bad idea, and I like I don't even know where to go from here. I'm so stressed out, but like not telling you what it is. Uh-huh. And then the ending is like where you find out what it is, so that you watch the next episode. Yeah. And it's just that Jeffrey wants to quit YouTube, and I'm like, okay, that's nothing. That's literally that's nothing. Because he probably won't. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's been on it for this long. Yeah, he's probably not going to do that. But I can't imagine. I will keep watching to report back what yeah. happens um because i can't wait for nick to do videos on it that's uh, really what i'm waiting for yeah. this is typically the part of the episode where one of us would ask so what's going on in the world <laughs> and then we'd um you know talk about that shit the only thing that's going on in the world is the fact that last week we had the amazing opportunity to interview <laughs> anna, anna todd, todd. Of after fame? Of after fame. Like, the 
Anna Todd. Yes. Like New dark, York hairy <laughs> Anna Todd. Anna, the Anna Todd. Like what? Us. Us. Us clowns. These two clowns got to like actually ask her questions. We hosted a panel. We hosted <laughs> a fireside chat. <laughs> We did with Anna a spoily chat. A spoily chat. Um, she has a new series that's coming out. The first book is already out. It's called The Falling, um, and the second one will be coming out soon. We got to read the book. They sent us Wattpad. Sent us the books. <laughs> we got books for free from Wattpad. This is like a fantasy, a like, fantasy. Did anybody have that on the twenty twenty two bingo card? Because we didn't. We certainly did not. Um, we got to read the book. We got to ask her questions and talk with her. It was like a really fun yeah. time, actually. We were both like shitting our pants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought I was going to die. I think beforehand. Logan thought I was going to die too. I was concerned for your well being. I was like, she's not okay. But it's like kind of good because I spend so much of my energy, not so much of my energy, but like, I'm so focused on making yeah. sure that like you're not going to lose yeah. your mind that it makes me less worried about myself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're welcome. I'm like, let's focus on her and not on how I'm feeling. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's our dynamic. It's our <laughs> dynamic. And it's great. It works really well, honestly. It's great. Um, so that's what we did last week. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna pass it off to us in the past. Yeah, past us. Have a have a listen to us talking about this Anna. book with the Anna Todd. The Anna Todd. Right. Enjoy. 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 Hi everyone, so we are Zoe and Logan from Honestly, a podcast, and we are so excited to be joined by um, New York Times bestselling author Anna Todd this evening to talk about her new book, The Falling. Um, In addition to being a bestselling author, Anna is um, also a producer and the founder of Frayed Pages Media, which she created to produce innovative and creative work across film, television, and publishing. And we are just so excited to get the chance to chat with her today. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. Uh, okay, start video. You would think like two years later, I would have <laughs> like, do it super quickly. But I'm always like, I don't want to accidentally close it. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, how are you doing? It's so nice to talk to you. Good, I'm just... You know, my book was due two days ago and it's not turned in yet. So that's fun. Besides that, great. You got a fun octopus mug. You're ready to go. So definitely ready to go. And this gives me a reason of like, you guys, I spent the whole day preparing for this. Like, of course, you've been busy. You had other things on the mind, you know, Yeah. (laughs) deadline, shredlines. Yeah. Shall we get into it? Yeah, we're so excited to chat with you. We have a whole bunch of questions. So let's just get going. going. (laughs) So in the beginning of the book, you included a playlist and Kale and Karina both bond over a shared taste in music. How important is music to you when you're writing? Uh, music is, I can't write without music. Like I, sometimes it's like in a frustrating way where if there's like, if I've overplayed a song, which I always overplay every song. (laughs) So it's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I literally cannot connect with this scene because I can't find a song that like takes me there emotionally. And I have to be, I, if I'm writing a sad scene, I like, literally have to be sad. I can't yeah. just like pretend to be sad or my characters are sad. I have to feel it. 
um, some music and most of the music is sad <laughs> and most of my books are sad. So um, I definitely, it plays a huge role. I just almost in every aspect of my life, not just writing, but I definitely can't write um, without any music. It's, it just totally throws me off. Did you have like a go-to sad song when you were writing The Falling in particular? Um, I had a few, to be honest, but some of them I've used in other books, but Never Let Me Go by Florence and Machine is like always my like OG, like Vampire Diaries, like will get <laughs> yep. me sad. Well, if I, if any, the most minuscule thing will happen in my life and I'm like this, I'm playing the song right now so I can cry. <laughs> so it's like, that song will always be my like go-to sad song. But lately I've been loving, like there's a song called Complex. Um, yeah. Oh God, it's just... I keep being, I'm like at a pretty decent ish place in my love life, but I'm like, I keep wanting to be heartbroken just so I can like <laughs> relate. And now like a Taylor Swift album came out. So my, the person that I'm with is like, what is going on? I thought we were fine. I'm like, but this is, this is a new era. You have to deal with the Taylor week of yeah. me hating you for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's all part of the experience. It comes with the territory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so you mentioned in the author's note of the book that you actually had originally self-published a early version of the story back in 2018. How did it feel to revisit Kayla and Karina's story four years later? And how do you think the characters themselves have evolved over the past four years? Um, the honest answer was really hard. <laughs> um, not really to like rewrite it technically because I actually really like rewriting and I don't I love editing and I love like even when it comes to like producing stuff I love rewriting stuff so but just the first time I wrote it I wasn't really one I was like distracting myself from my actual emotions with work on other stuff I was such I was in a very chaotic kind of toxic work environment situation where I wasn't able to really really focus and I didn't have the mental capacity to really, especially as the series goes further, there's a lot of things that are extremely, extremely personal. And when I went back and read it to do the third book, I almost felt like a stranger wrote the book. Like I felt like, like I could kind of see parts of myself, but I was like, why didn't I like explain that feeling? Cause I literally know those feelings. So I'm just like, why was I so avoidant? And what was that? But now after like, you know, therapy and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, that's why. So it was really hard um, in some aspects to actually face the material. Um, but the characters, I think, well, I hope at least have evolved just to be more human and more real because I think and, and I know that a lot of people all over the world have read it and loved the original. So I'm not trying to say like the original is totally crap, but thanks for buying it. But like for me, I, as a reader's point of view, it's like, I definitely, I hope that there has been a very different feel when reading the, you know, expanded and definitely deeper version of the story. On that same kind of note of the changes that you have made, what are you most proud of from that? Um, I think just being more honest and more vulnerable, um, people kept saying, you know, especially with the first, or the, or the, it's such a weird, like, I'm like, I wish more people rewrote their books. So then I could have like reference, but <laughs> I kept feeling like 
Karina, every, even this version as well, some people say like, she's so exhausting and like her thoughts are so chaotic and like, I can't believe like she's so annoying. And I'm like, oh, so you've never had anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You just wake up every day gotcha. and like time. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So like, I guess that's a good thing that you find her annoying because like, that's like literally what a lot of us are feeling like all day, every day. So I'm really happy for you, but <laughs> like, so for me, I, I hope that it was more honesty and more connection with them. I think I was so afraid, especially after, you know, getting a lot of just kind of backlash and a lot of feeling a lot of shame about writing like erotic books and blah, blah, blah. I felt like I really leaned away, even though technically this, the falling doesn't have a full on like sex scene yet, but spoiler alert, it will. <laughs> um, but I felt like I wanted to explore different parts of intimacy, but I was definitely afraid of even like even emotional intimacy because I was so tra honestly traumatized by like the internet just crucifying me for breathing. So <laughs> it was a lot, there were a lot of different layers, but yeah, I would say that I hope that the characters feel different and more alive and more relatable. Even if they drive you crazy, I hope that you can feel like they're a little more human. Absolutely. And kind of in that same vein, throughout the book, we see Karina grappling a lot with how others perceive her and um, what people think of her and how she feels about that. And as an author who is publishing their work in the era of social media, how do you kind of keep yourself from spiraling down the rabbit hole of reading negative reviews or negative comments? <laughs> it's the reviews are a lot easier for me because in the very beginning of my career, like, or before it was actually even like a real like career, people told me like my authors that I was meeting, they kept saying, you know, like they, I knew both sides, like some authors who read all of their reviews and they, it's just for me, I don't have that I can't do that. Like I, that would just, I would never be able to write again if I did that. So I do love when I'm tagged in like, you know, a very thought provoking review, even if it's not the most positive, but I, it, for me, a bad review on my writing and someone not enjoying my book is very different than like, you know, even if you just type my name in on Twitter, the stuff you'll read about like my weight, my appearance, my acne, my this, I'm a, all the things. It's like, so bad reviews for me are like, please. <laughs> like those are like, I'm like, those to me are like, I don't mind. And that's just comes with any job. Even if I was still a waitress, I still got yelled at by somebody for like cold coffee. So it's like the bad reviews are easier, but the, the actual like attacking me as a human and saying things like, about my, you know, wanting me to like in my own life and calling me fat if I'm wearing this or saying like, she's so gross or she's this or she, that kind of stuff definitely was harder. <laughs> and I have very, to like, it sounds very narcissistic, but I have a pretty high self-esteem and pretty high sense of self. But every once in a while, there's that one Twitter tweet that I'm like, man, that was like, brutal and it always comes at like the highest point so I yeah. think it's also a form of like just a life cycle of like childhood stuff and all the things that like if I'm high I know that the low is coming mm -hmm. so it takes that one tweet that I'm like wow I really this is rough and like is it sometimes I wonder like I've had a lot of people you know making fun of like my special needs child which is like totally unrelated to books and any like 
just totally unwarranted, like despite if you hate my books or whatever, but that kind of stuff where I'm like it, I'm just too empathetic for that. Like, I don't have, I don't have that thick of skin. Um, but then other times I'm like, Oh, let give me your address. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm definitely, it's all over the place, but I've, I learned to control my reactions, which has been a lifesaver because before, like, especially early on when I was like, I don't understand why a book would make someone want to threaten to kill me. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. like it, but now I'm like, I, I am very proud of the growth I've had of just like not letting it bother me every once in a while. It still gets me hundred percent. And I think it always will, but I either don't read it or I, I made like fake, you know, Instagram, my TikTok. It's like, all I see is like BTS Taylor, like funny dog. So for the most part, I'm like, I post something and then run away. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, yeah. You mentioned that you got some feedback about Karina, people saying like, oh, she's exhausting. She's too chaotic and stuff like that. We found it very interesting in chapter 46, they have a discussion about being empathetic towards like more complex characters in their favorite movies, like Jasper from Twilight and Derek from American History X. Um, and at one point, Kale says, sometimes we find comfort in stories that aren't perfect. People are complicated, you know. Um, as an author, how do you toe the line of writing complicated, sometimes unlikable characters that readers can still relate to and be empathetic towards? I mean, for me, I I hope that eventually the more kind of stories I am able to tell, I hope that that is like a tiny part of a legacy that I can leave, even just for like my grandkids, not even for like the internet, but just like, I, I really... I am very, it's hard to toe the line because as a woman and as a reader who, you know, I went through the whole journey of all the stuff that 10 years ago, I was like, whoa, this is the best thing I've ever read. And then now I'm like, oh, wow, that was like, what? Um, And I think for the most part, like romance always evolves. Like we're all, it's always going to evolve. But I do think there is a line of like finding comfort in things that, make us feel for me, at least as a, like, just as a human, not even as a writer, but if I'm reading only about, I mean, not that Katniss Everdeen was like perfect, but if I'm only reading about Katniss who saves the world and is super brave and like sacrifices her life potentially for a sister and goes to fight literally to save the world, it's like, I'm not ready to save the world yet. (laughs) I was definitely not ready to save the world at like 17. So I just feel like we are in this space of, I like, I'm trying to word this in the right way, but I love that we are calling people out for abusive behavior. I love that we are more vocal about things that are right and wrong. I love that even myself, it's like, I definitely have learned a lot and my books now are very different than my first novel I wrote when I was in my early 20s but I do think that there has to be room for mistakes and for bad characters and for morally ambiguous kind of sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad and I think especially when it comes to entertainment it's really hard to toe that line because you have an influence so for me one of the biggest things that I sort of self-reflected on in general was like, I refuse to only write really good, really always making the right choices characters because that's not what humans are like as we know. Um, But I also don't want to write things that will influence people in a negative way. But I do think that we're not giving 
when it comes to romance, like this is a little bit of a rant, but when it comes to romance, I'm actually like really exhausted of the whole, like, this is super, not my books, but other people's books. Like I love dark romance and people are like, I can't believe you're reading this book that they like kidnap Trumple. And it's like, have you guys ever heard of escapism? Have you ever heard of like entertainment? It's like, I'm not like I, all of us, like romance readers in general are the most intelligent women I've ever met in my life. So I'm like, you're not giving us enough credit that we can make choices and read something for entertainment and be entertained. And it's like, we're not going out on the street looking for a kidnapper. Like yeah. we're actually the people who are like fighting against sex trafficking and like protesting and all this. Yeah. So it's like, it's this weird thing that the internet has created this like weird, but very loud space that feels bigger than it is where it's like, actually, if I want to read, like, where's the, like, it, when uh, someone once made this, this is my last part of this. And then you can keep asking questions, but <laughs> someone once tweeted me from like a Delena, like Vampire Diaries, Damon and Elena fan account, which Damon and Elena are my, like one of my ultimate couples in my, I don't care how many times he killed her family. Don't care. I love him. <laughs> Klaus, like, I literally don't care how many people he's murdered. I absolutely love him. Character mm -hmm. development, 100%. Yep. But I was getting this, like, thread of tweets, like, a couple of years ago of someone being like, this is so awful, and this is toxic, and this is bad, and blah, blah, blah. And then I was in my reaction phase of my career. <laughs> so I was like, you're tweeting me from a Delena account. And the person literally said to me, Delena isn't real. Harden and Tessa are. <laughs> And I'm like, do you mean because they're not vampires? They're like, I just was like, what the hell? But this idea that like, we can't, we're not intelligent enough to like read what we want and be, and no one is shaming men for watching Game of Thrones where literally women are raped and naked for no reason the entire time, which again, love Game of Thrones till the end. But like, it's just this, I just am so tired of being like shamed and having my readers and other readers be shamed and other authors who are writing dark romance. It's like, and my stories aren't that dark, obviously, but the stuff I consume is, and I'm like, I'm intelligent enough to read something that I want to read and be able to draw the line between fiction and reality. And it gives you like romance novels give you like a safe place to kind of like explore that without any sort of like real threat that women do face yeah. in the world. So it's like, yeah, Let us have this. yeah Let us it's have really it. it's like leave us alone and honestly yeah. like I read this whole thing on reddit the other day which is never a good idea but it was like this thread about and it was it, actually at the end I was like okay I'm glad I read it but there is like a link to you know for even just you know personally there is a link of like certain things that happen to people when they're young that later when they're adults it's a healthy way of like having like I don't want to you know yeah, but I feel like you guys yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. There's like, let us have it. Leave us alone. Yeah. We're not protesting your like naked women all day that you like in making fake photos of like celebrities that are naked. We're not bothering you, even though we should, because that's yeah. be legal. But it's like, let us have it. Leave us alone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what would you say is a trait from maybe each main character from the book that you relate to most? Um, Karina definitely like intrusive thoughts, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, that definitely that's what would be the strongest thing in that sense of like, I want to take care of myself, even if I'm not sure what that means. Um, I have always kind of, well, I didn't really have a choice as a child to take care of myself, but I always was really proud of that. And the older I got, I was like, actually, 
you know, it would have been nice to like have a support system or like parents or something. So, um, and then for Kale, I would say I relate less to him, to be honest. I feel like I, the reason I wrote him the way I did, he's kind of a mashup of a couple people that I know very well. Um, oh, like not too spoilery, but so I feel like I, I don't relate to him as well until later. Um, there's definitely scenes where I, I'm very much like always devil's advocate for things. So I kind of, even if I don't agree with Kale's opinion on some stuff, I do want the logical, like, you know, side of stuff, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't relate to him enough to have a solid answer yet, but I love him and I care about him, but I definitely relate way more to Karina. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like reading it every time she said something, I was like, damn, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Same. <laughs> like, welcome to my brain. <laughs> yeah. No, my favorite line of hers was when she's talking about relationships with Kale and she says, you know, it's not that I'm not interested in dating. I've just never met somebody that I care enough about or that I like enough to spend time with or like, but I like better. more. Yeah, yeah. My company's better basically. And I just was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like being I feel like brain. we should all live by like, if you don't want to share the remote with someone, like if they're not good enough to share the remote and you don't trust their like Netflix skills, don't do it. Yeah, like exactly. your company's better. It's like, it's way more fun to just like read a book or watch something and not have to worry about entertaining someone else. Yeah, simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could offer a piece of advice to Karina and Kale, what would you offer? Oh, Karina definitely um, needs to find the right therapist um, and give herself some grace. Um, she's so young and so... It will, at least I think she's a really good person. Um, and she worries a lot about other people, which usually like, obviously I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but in my own experience, people who tend to focus only on other people's issues are avoiding their own. So I wish that she would care as much about herself as she does everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and for Kale, oh, Kale has such a journey coming. So I don't really, <laughs> I have a lot of advice for him, but definitely I think anyone who um, has been to war um, and is affected by it, which as one should be, um, should definitely not self-medicate. Uh, I guess that is kind of a spoiler, sorry, but that's spoiler chat. Um, and definitely should face their demons before it's too late is, yeah, my advice for him. So the falling ends on sort of a cliffhanger where when you think Karina and Kale have sort of like reconciled their differences, you find out that Kale has helped Austin enlist in the army which effectively shatters the trust level that they had built throughout the book. So can you tell us what's next for these two in the burning? I, yes. I'm like, yeah, I keep, I'm so afraid of spoilers, but I'm like, this is literally called a spoiler chat. So no yeah. one on my team little, can say anything little. if I say anything. Um, I will say that sometimes we don't see we as in like Karina and as a as the readers of the falling only we don't really see it all like we want to um assume well first of all she's an avoidant person who is deathly afraid of attachment and doesn't believe that she's good enough to actually be loved by someone 
but we don't see all the, the reasons. And I will say, I think we're supposed to be putting like an excerpt, I think of the first chapter soon. So I think I can say this, but the second book has a lot of its dual point of views, which is my absolute jam. I love writing male point of view. It's my, um, okay, correct excerpt coming soon. So basically <laughs> in the very beginning of the book, you, in the, of the second one, you will definitely understand more. Um, there obviously is still a level of lying and betraying, but sometimes people, sometimes we want to find flaws or we want to feel like someone is hurting us on purpose because we are avoiding reality, which could just be like happiness or that someone actually cares about you. But Kale definitely is, even though we haven't seen enough in the first book to know really well, but he's definitely a person who would do anything for anyone, but especially her. So I would just say, trust the process, <laughs> enjoy the ride, but definitely um, it is a big, either way he lied and he was wrong, but he absolutely had his reasons. So everything is not what it seems. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I guess now we'll do some audience questions that we got ahead of time. So first one is, was it difficult to write the scene with Karina and Kale where they had to deal with the MPs? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, not only because in the first book, I, I was really feeling like I, first of all, I'll preface this with the fact that I obviously am not a person of color. Um, I was married for 15 years to a person of color who was in the army. I have a half black child. Um, I have, I grew up in a town that's pretty racist, um, like super Trump, no, like, again, not trying to politically divide anybody, vote, whatever, do whatever you want. But if you're my reader, I think, you know, my opinions already. <laughs> um, so for me, when I wrote it the first time, I was so scared of getting it wrong, of offending or just diminishing the pain and the suffering and the reality of that, that literally is happening probably in every single city all over the country right now, even if it's not within peace, it's like we we all know that cops are brutally murdering people of color and people in general. Um, so I was really afraid of getting it wrong the first time. So I just wrote like bare minimum, in my opinion. Um, and then when I reread it, I was like, wow, this is definitely not intense as it should be because it's it's clear that it was racially motivated. And I just, I really want to be careful just in general, not only with that scene, but in general, especially writing the burning from half of the stories from a black man's point of view. And I do not want to, and I had a sensitivity reader and we've talked a lot about how not to do it wrong because I think it's actually worse to do it just to do it and think it like jump on some bandwagon to prove a point when in reality this is something that I'm raising a child that is not white um who's autistic who if he was to be it's a different situation but that fear I didn't even want to really explore that fear and the second time I wrote it I explored that fear of like I have been in the car where my you know I'm, my life is chaotic. I'm going through a divorce, all the stuff, but my soon to be ex-husband, but very good friend still, um, has, we've been pulled over. And as soon as they see me, everything's fine. 
or as soon as they saw his military ID, the Texas police are fine. But before that, it was very hostile. Even my neighbor the other day came over and basically threatened to call the cops on my nanny, who is a woman of color, because my son, who's autistic, was screaming in the yard. I came to the door and immediately he was like, oh, like, so sorry, my sister's. And I'm like, ah, so it would that was a long answer, but it was really hard. And I really hope that I can tell stories from all walks of life the right way. And if I don't, please tell me without threatening me, please tell me because that is something that we all should be doing. Absolutely. Uh, so another question from the listeners or the audience, um, as an author, what are some tips or things you wish you knew for people who are looking to work in publishing, this person says she's a, a PR major and would love some insight. I would definitely say, especially now publishing, even it feels like, you know, I guess it has been like almost 10 years, but it changes every month. <laughs> um, I would definitely say there's a million doors open and even if they're not open, like one of them eventually is going to open, which I hate giving that advice. Cause it's like, it's going to suck for a while and then it'll be <laughs> fine. But definitely it's not as closed as it used to be. People are finally starting to understand that there's a millions and millions of us who are dying for romance. Um, there's a lot more ways to publish yourself. There's a lot more ways to be in control of your work. So I'm still learning the insight, which is why I started an imprint, um, Frayed Pages by Wattpad, to try to very, well, hopefully it's not that slow, but try to tiny changes each day um, of involving the creators more, paying them, you know, a little bit above industry, trying to pay them above industry standard, which is, as we all know, not, you know, <laughs> fair usually. Um, so, my advice is just keep going. Like there's millions of readers love to read. Millions of women love to write. We, if we don't do it, if we don't fight for it, if we don't keep trying, those men sitting in an office in New York City and their $5 million condos are definitely not going to. So just keep going. PR wise, I don't know. Just, I don't know anything about <laughs> that. I'm like, I don't know. Cause I've, I just say whatever comes out of my mouth, which is probably my problem. But PR wise, I just would keep fighting for authors, keep fighting for women in general um, and don't give up. Otherwise they're all gonna be in control and we're not gonna have a voice again. Absolutely. I think that is such a good note to end on. We're at time. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Anna. We both loved the book. It was such a good <laughs> read. You. Very much looking forward to the sequel, The Burning. Um, so hopefully everybody will keep an eye out for that and read it when it comes out. Um, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It went so fast. I'm like, at time. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the questions from the audience that I didn't get to answer, but here we are. But it was so fun <laughs> to talk to you guys. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you again to Anna and everybody at um, Frayed Media and Wattpad and just, yeah. Frolic. Frolic. We had a blast um, and we'd love to do it again sometime. Anyway, if you want to keep up with us on social media to find out of all the fun, cool things that we're doing, like <laughs> we're interviewing so cool. Anna Todd, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. 
You can visit our website, which is thehonestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere. And you want to go somewhere. somewhere. Um, you can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. If there's anybody you want us to interview, <laughs> drop us a line. You want to interview us. <laughs> that would be great, too. Um, we have merchandise for merchandise. You can go to our website and click the merch tab. Or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com. Our cute little faces are on so many things. These are the faces of professional interviewers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Um, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Cast. Other places? Other places. Um, Wherever you listen, we're there. Um, If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, you can leave us a review. Send us a screenshot of it, and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. I can't even explain to you how limited they are, and they are certainly an addition. They're limited. They're an addition. What more could you want? It's everything. Get it together. Um, is that it? That's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Honestly is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media forward slash podcasts.